pandemonium reigns. Hello, family and friends. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. Where Pandemonium Reigns, according to LSU. Yeah, right. they just <laughs> looking for a reason to get on that field. My goodness. Let's jump right into this. Game of the day on Saturday was the Brian Kelly-led LSU Tigers. And all I can think about is everybody going back to week one. Uh, and they're lost to Florida State in uh, week four or five-ish, whatever it was. They're lost to Tennessee. And these images of him on the sideline, people making fun. They're like, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten into? <laughs> he, um, man, he's he's turned that upside down, and he's done it real quick. He's done it quickly, man. The way they ended that game with the run from Daniels with uh, just such a big play <laughs> in overtime and then going for two for the division. Go, not yeah. a play, not an NFL game that's meaningless with the analytics telling you to go for it, or the same thing in college football where you've already got a couple losses and it's like, do I do this or not? With the division on the line, you go for two. You throw from your veteran quarterback Jaden Daniels to your freshman all all world tight end Mason Taylor, <laughs> and you beat Alabama. That's always big. That game means almost as much to them as it does to Tennessee fans against Alabama, or very close, one way or the other. And you you did the thing, man. Everybody was saying, what have they done hiring him? And, I mean, heck, if you watch the post game, you saw his emotion there at the end. It means a lot to him as well. For sure, for sure. Um, watching videos post game, seems like the players are – they love Coach Kelly. And, yeah, it does. Uh, which sucks because I can't stand this guy as a person. Oh, but <clears throat> Same. Hey, two same. things two things about this very quickly. This is the first time since 2019 – that Alabama has two losses before the Iron Bowl. Wow. This is the first time since 2006 that Alabama has lost to LSU and Tennessee in the same season. And I'll give you one more that I saw. This is the first time since 2013 that Alabama and Clemson lost on the same day. (gasps) Whoa. How about that, man? How crazy. Wow. What is happening to the world? I don't don't absolutely hate the fall of Alabama. I don't just – I don't, I don't just hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it does stink that Georgia's might be their replacement. So, yeah, uh, Daniels, heck of a day, dude. 22 for 32, 182 yards, two scores, 85.4 QBR. He was also their leading rusher, which he has been all, all year. year. 18 carries, 95 yards, and obviously that score coming there in overtime. Um, Boutte, Booty, however you say his name, finally, I mean – just catching what feels like more than one pass in a game for for LSU. Seven catches, 51 yards. I think what sticks out to me, though, is actually the other side, and that's the amount of times that Bryce Young threw the ball. 25 for 51. They are going to ride or die with him, which is crazy because you've got Jameer Gibbs and Jace McClellan in your backfield. Yeah, um, and if you watched, you know, the, I mean, heck, if you look at their rushing numbers, you got Roy Dell Williams, the third stringer for most of the year, who gets three more carries than Jace McClellan, gets both of their rushing touchdowns on the day. I just don't get that when you and, – and I get that Jameer Gibbs got 15 rush attempts, and I see that he got eight receptions. I mean, he got his touches, but it, it's wild that someone else, not McClellan, not Gibbs, is getting your, your scores – and is is really your second leading rusher in terms of attempts. That's just wild. 
Mm-hmm. Um, quick side note, I just noticed that Jaden Daniels leads the LSU Tigers in rushing by like 260 yards. He's He's got more 260 more yards than the next running back. That's wild. I also expected, just briefly glancing, that he was their leading receiver somehow too, but he's not. Um, yeah, just a great performance. Gutsy from him. I didn't think he would be at this level in the SEC, playing against Pac-12 defenses, kind of being – kind of regressing a little bit as his mm-hmm. career went on um mm-hmm. b- a very tumultuous situation there at Arizona State with Herm Edwards not not something you'd want a player to be involved in but he's been really really dang good this year yeah props to him and, he, and he's like he keeps getting better so agreed props to him hey you mentioned Clemson I just have one thing that I really want to say about Clemson and Oof. um it's time to sit, DJ. It's, yeah, it's time to commit to Klubnik or whoever number three is. It's it's time. I think DJ is going to be a transfer portal entry. I'm, I, I, you can almost feel that coming because why stay um, if it's not if it's going this way? Um, I actually think that you know he could he could experience one of those uh, resurrections revivals of his career mm-hmm. if he gets somewhere that's really really strong mm-hmm. at coaching quarterbacks um but man that that pick six that he threw that 96 yard pick six that he threw boy you could feel that coming a mile away he just locked on that <laughs> receiver goodness gracious what he I does mean, he, he's he, been it's doing, what he does i mean it's what he's been it's what he's been doing since he's been the starter he had yeah. he had a really great game in 2019 i believe where he filled in for trevor against notre yeah. dame Lit it Might have up. been 2020, but it was definitely okay. a couple years well, ago. Well, it was Trevor's last year at Clemson, whatever yeah. year that was. And I, th- I thought that was 2019. You might be right. You might be uh, right on that. But anyway, uh, he, he's just been atrocious since then. Had I told you that Drew Pine for Notre Dame was going to be 9 for 17, 85 <laughs> yards and a score, I can tell you what you would have said. You would have said that Notre Dame's got about to get their pants beat off of them. But they're about to score three points, if that. And listen, they did score. They scored fourteen non-offensive points, so that checks out. But when you consider that they had two dudes over a hundred rushing against this Clemson defense, yeah, what's going on, man? What is yeah. up? I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, um, I had really high hopes for Kansas State, and <sighs> Texas said, "Hold my beer." Yep. Texas 34, Kansas State 27. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think they are better with this backup quarterback they got in Will Howard because looks like Martinez took all the snaps. He was 24 yeah. 36, 329 yards. That's great. Two yeah. scores, but a pick with a 58.6 QBR. You know, good for Texas. You know, good. I mean, good for them. Sure. Yeah. Getting a top 15 win there would still like to see those guys rise, but I really thought that we were going to see Kansas State in that Big 12 championship game. And now I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. TCU and whoever, right? (laughs) I mean, TCU and whoever. I had Oklahoma State uh, winning that conference and they just got slapped by Kansas 37 to 16. And Mm. I just don't know what to. Kansas now at this point in the season is kind of like the um, the crazy ex girlfriend that won't go away. Yeah, they are. They're like we're we're kind of out of the picture now. You've kind of forgotten about us. We're not we're not going to be ranked every week now, but we ain't going away. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're like, I'm done with you. I'm I'm done with us. I'm I'm over it. Next thing you know, I'm back. I'm here to get my stuff. Right. <laughs> didn't get all my things last time. I didn't get all my things. Uh, that loss for Oklahoma State probably has to do with Spencer Sanders being out. Uh, this this Wrangle kid, Garrett Wrangle, stepped in, true freshman for Oklahoma State. 27 for 40, not bad. 304 yards, not bad. Mm. Two scores, not bad. Three picks, bad. Bad. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, Michigan State, Illinois. Michigan State is – is how do I want to word this? What is what is this example that is coming to my mind? Um, it's kind of like you, you're dating the girl, right? She's gorgeous. She's pretty. And all of a sudden, the ugly ex-boyfriend of hers comes back into the picture, and his name is Spartan, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, where where did that come from? Dude, I don't know. What what on earth? Excuse – forgive me if I'm wrong. No, absolutely. I was, I was thinking this was a home game for Illinois. <clears throat> And just their worst performance since week one, losing to Indiana. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they threw the ball almost 300 yards. They ran for 150 with, with Brown getting his usual 136. What in the world, dude? That is just so uncharacteristic for what Michigan State's been, which is not mm-hmm. their typical tough self is this year is how I would describe it. Not their okay. typical resilient, mm-hmm. tough self. Um what a, I don't even know, dude. Good for Mel Tucker, I guess. Not a big fan of what they have going on right now, but I guess it's good that they're not just dead in the water. I'll just say that Michigan State fans just never know if Tuck's coming or not. There you go. Is he coming or is he not? There you is go. He, is he coming? Is he not coming? Hey, here, here's here's a question I want to ask you. The 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 number one in the Big Ten West, Illinois, just lost to the number five team in the East. Is it time to get rid of divisions? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and you know, no, I don't want the extra. If if Tennessee's not not to make this an orange cast, but if Tennessee's not going to win this seed, then I don't want to go to Atlanta. But kind of would be nice to at least be in the SEC championship game when you're, I think, clearly the second best team in the SEC right now. So the big, you know, the big uh, twelve does it. I think the pack might be doing it. Can't no, I don't think they do. I think but they're going to it. I think they're headed to. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I think it's time, man. You know, it, it would really it would help in a fourteen playoff. It would be useless if you expand the playoff, but it would be great in a fourteen playoff where it's already a playoff game. If you lose that game, you're out in a fourteen yeah. playoff. But again, you expand it. You have all these unnecessary games. You're not going to see. I mean, are you? You're not going to see conference championships go away. There's too much money, right? Right. So they're going to be playing unnecessary games for no apparent reason. I mean, so yeah, it's time to go away with the visions, keep the playoff at four, but we're not going there. That's all I'll say about that. The only thing that I'll say is that if you can find a way to hold on to our traditional rivalries, go ahead, go ahead, do away with it. I mean, get the best two teams in, in, in your conference championship game. I'm fine with sure. it. Uh, Tennessee is eight and one. So is Liberty. <laughs> golly man Hugh Freeze I bet he regrets signing that extension although it, won't, it wouldn't keep him there ultimately but boy no, howdy that's just setting him up for more money when he does take the Auburn job yeah and it's going to set Liberty up to collect some buyout money yeah right. I don't know who they'll, who they'll look at but I mean goodness gracious eight and one with I believe a new quarterback from last year not even the same guy if I'm not mistaken 
Um, wasn't yeah, it Caden, Willis, wasn't it Caden, Caden Salter in the beginning of the season? Earlier in the year it was. I don't think it's been all the way. Um, so I don't know what's up there. But, but yeah, man, eight and one. They didn't even score a point in the second half at Arkansas. And they beat Arkansas. They've already beat BYU, clapped BYU earlier this season. I mean, again, that's just – that's remarkable. Duke mm-hmm. and coach, he is scary good coaching. If he – I just have to wonder where Ole Miss would be if he had kept his nose clean there. They'd probably be in a similar spot as where they're at right now, but it might even be more sustainable and better, you know, because there is still, for us at least, the fear of Lane Kiffin bolting, even for something like Auburn in the shape they're in. Mm-hmm. There's still that fear. Whereas, you know, Hugh Freeze was doing it with Chad Kelly and, I mean, just absolutely who? And and also signing some big-name guys in some inappropriate ways. But just, man, he can coach some ball. Yeah. I, I mean, him in on the Plains would be interesting. Would be it really, sure really would. interesting. I would be all for seeing that. Hey, um Two things. Virginia Tech is bad, and yes. and Georgia Tech is about to be bowl eligible possibly this weekend. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. See, that, that crept up on me. That crept up on me big time. How funny would it be if Georgia Tech is bowl eligible and Texas A&M isn't? How funny would that be? I can add to that humor. Okay. How, how funny would it be for Georgia Tech to be bowl eligible and for Texas A&M to not be and for Georgia Tech to gain their bowl eligibility after beating Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Because Georgia Tech is currently a a point and a half favorite against Miami. (laughs) Oh, that's the, they've had some low moments this year, losing the MTSU, having Duke break, literally break the U, not just figuratively, not just celebrate a touchdown, but break the U over his knee. But you're an underdog to freaking Georgia Tech who fired their coach several <laughs> weeks ago. They're still recuperating from having a triple option for many years, and you're an underdog to that team with all the talent that should be at Miami. Speaking of Miami, it happened again. <laughs> did you see that Jared Burst broke the U over his knee? I missed it. I did miss that. No. Oh, my gosh, my, dude. Miami just – okay, so <sighs> – not only did Miami just lose a rivalry game by a hundred thousand points, <laughs> they lost a rivalry game at home oh. 45 to three. Now, the one thing I will say, hey, good for you, Miami, is it actually looked like there were some fans there. But as you look closer, there's a lot of garnet and gold in that stadium. Man, man, man. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You got to like what's going on at FSU and absolutely loathe what's going on at Miami if you're fans of those teams. Can you look, if you have this pulled up, can you look at Miami's quarterback stats and and tell me if you have a clue as to what's happening? <laughs> I can see your face. What's happening? Who's oh, the quarterback there? Who is it? Well, I'll tell you this. Tyler Van Dyke was supposed to be an NFL draft pick, man. He was supposed to be this guy, sophomore. Um, I guess he's a redshirt sophomore if they're talking about his draft prospect, or maybe he's just getting that early, early talk going into the season. But, dude, who started this game? Did Van Dyke start it? I don't know. But, I, I mean, if it is Van Dyke, he, he better start eating bananas with the pill on him and put mayonnaise <laughs> in his coffee if he wants to be better. Yeah, dude, that is atrocious. Whereas, if you look at the other side, if you flip over, Jordan Travis was <laughs> 10 for 12, 202 yards, three scores and a pick. And even Tate Rotomaker got some garbage time, three for four. 
but it was the Florida State rushing attack. Benson, 15 for 128. Toa Feely, 14 for 52. I mean, they they have a star-studded uh, backfield there in, in Tallahassee. And just glancing at their the rest of their schedule, because they're bowl eligible as of now, they're going to have a tough one against um, Syracuse, traveling to Syracuse. But, I mean, Syracuse just with the bed. Reeling. They are reeling right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Syracuse just wet the bed against Notre Dame, but still don't know what to make of about either one of those teams. That's and a they game lost that, to Pitt this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Florida State, that's a game that they can win, uh, which could put them at 7-3. and three. They're probably going to beat Louisiana at home, which could make them 8-3. and three. Will they beat Florida? Uh, I don't know. I would say yes right now, if it's me. But there's a lot of hate bolt into that. There's a lot of knowing that Florida be a sickness riddled, flu riddled Texas A&M team. They kind of beat them down in the second half. I understand, but they gave up a lot of points there in the first half to a team that was down a lot of dudes. They were not down Devin A. Chain, who is that dude. Yeah. But I don't know what to make of Florida. I don't love anything about them, honestly. If I'm just looking at it completely as unbiased as I can, but yeah. man, I like Florida State in that game. If I'm looking at it today. Well, you, you, there's a spread out for it. You see it? It's on there. Ooh, ooh, I missed that. Early action, early action. Do, 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 and, do. and Vegas likes me, <laughs> which means bet Florida. Bet Florida. <laughs> Florida State, seven-point favorites at home. Hey, go get it done. Win out. I'm here for it, it, man. Do it. Um, I'm not even sure a lot of people had Florida State getting bowl eligibility going into this. Um, Agreed. Props to Mike Norvell. Did you see any of the Auburn-Mississippi State game? I saw the best part of the Auburn-Mississippi State game, which was the <laughs> end of it. I did not see any of the first three and a half quarters, no. But I'm just going to say this. I've just got to lead with this. And it didn't even win the game in regulation. But <laughs> when, when Mississippi State kicked that missile squid weird, <laughs> I don't even know if it was on purpose kick, <laughs> And it hit the Auburn player. It knocked it, it knocked him back. It knocked him off his feet because he was so it was so unexpected. Dude, I laughed. I cried for Auburn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've always wanted teams to try that. I told you this, but I've always wanted teams to try that because I'm like, listen, you've got them all grouped there together. If it's an onside kick, just laser the thing into them. See what they do. I mean, you're, it's not a very likely play that you're going to hit anyway. But dang, man, Cadillac had them boys fighting, dude. Yeah, uh, so legend has it that after the kicker for Mississippi State came to the sideline after that, he said to Coach Mike Leach, oh, Coach, now I know why they why we call this play ball sack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude, that was awesome. Hit him right in the gonads. Yeah, it did. Robbie Ashford, 7 for 22, 75 <sighs> yards. Okay, so I can just tell you right now, here's the problem. Auburn is one-dimensional. Yeah. I mean, they're one-dimensional. One Would love to see an offensive guy come in there. Would love to see Lane Kiffin change and take that job. Would be real excited to see a Hugh Freeze take it. Would oh, love man. to see Dion take it. Mm -hmm. um, would really love to see Mark Stoops take it even more. Yeah. But – uh, that remains to be seen. Still don't have names on like what Nebraska is doing. I, yeah. 
do they know that they're in a coaching search? Do they? <laughs> I don't know. Are they tracking planes? I mean, are they doing this right, dude? There was supposedly – I saw a, a plane tracker tweet uh, a few weeks ago about Kiffin supposedly. I don't know, man. But I don't know if they know that they fired their coach or not. I really don't know. Uh, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know. But I don't know. Mm. Hey, I'm going to mm. throw something at you. Oklahoma at West Virginia this week. Uh, Oklahoma – they will host Oklahoma State after that. They'll travel, they'll travel to Lubbock to play Texas Tech to end their season. Chances they go 0-3 right there and hit and and don't reach bowl eligibility. <sighs> oh, boy. It's at West Virginia. They are a favorite there. That's just the one I look at first. <clears throat> West Virginia was weird like that, man. They've only got three wins. They're playing for bowl eligibility. Neil Brown's probably not going to make it there, so it's a weird – it's already a weird time in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But this is what they do, man. They sneak up on you in these moments – there's did you ask me chances they go oh and three in that stretch yes there is a definitive chance that they go and three in that <laughs> chance i mean like a 25 plus percent chance that they go and three in that and I, it's only that low because i don't trust west virginia saying all that but i do trust oklahoma state to win that game uh for some reason if they get spencer sanders and and get things back on track and then texas tech is just you don't want you don't want none man they're, they're scrappy yeah i right. mean the, they're scrappy, and if 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 Oklahoma has one of those just non-showing games again, they will lose it. They will lose that game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Oklahoma State just just lost again on Saturday, putting them at five and four. Mm. So yeah, good luck to those guys. Not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know that Adam Sandler wrote, wrote a song regarding the Ohio State win over Northwestern? Did you hear about Sing this? it to me real quick. I can. It goes like this. Sloppy Joe. Slop, sloppy Joe. That was sloppy. They were bad. Disgusting, were dude. Against Northwestern. In Northwestern. In environment in Chicago. My goodness, that was bad. That's all I want to say about that. I want to point out C.J. Stroud real quick because he's in that Heisman contention. 10 for 26, 76 yards, no scores, no picks, 59.3 QBR. If we're going to drop Hendon, we better be dropping CJ. That's you all absolutely better. I'm saying. Look at the all level I'm of competition. Saying. We talked about Florida A&M for a second. So here's my question regarding this. How much longer is Jimbo there? I'll I tell think- you this. This just popped in my head. And because we talk about old money, we talk about hit men taking out Jimbo Fisher being cheaper than the the buyout talk about this crazy stuff i make the ultimate pimp move if i'm texas a&m if i have say there if i'm that guy that's got the the say i buy out jimbo fisher like yesterday because this team blows and they shouldn't i go get Hugh freeze at texas a&m holy crap that's wow. what i do wow. i jump everybody i know mm. everybody's got to be eyeing him yeah. he's probably eyeing them too even though i think he's <clears throat> i mean just tearing it up at liberty but I just go ahead and because seriously, if you don't get Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze in this coaching search, you're taking a risk on Deion Sanders. If you're one of these teams, prime time, what else are you going to do, man? I mean, Chris Clayman there, Kansas State, it's cooled off a little bit. Lance Leipold's probably cooled off just a touch, even though it, he shouldn't cool off because it's Kansas. Go get yourself Hugh Freeze, man. If you want to make a, a gangster move, go get Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin, but Hugh Freeze is, is the alpha dog in this carousel like he is the one that you need to get he's the fast track to fixing whatever you got going on 
especially if you're Auburn or Texas A&M mm-hmm. and your quarterback play is boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a there's a handful of names out there currently, and I'm going to throw a name out there, and it's probably going <clears> to <throat> uh, have a lot of people say, uh, no, are you kidding? Why would you do that? <laughs> and I will just say that this guy, is, this team is one quarterback injury away from being really, really, really good. Um, and that's Dave Doran at NC State. Yeah. I like your idea better. I think Hugh Freeze is more proven. He's he's done it in multiple places. Uh, he can do it in the SEC West. I, I mean, he he's he's kind of that, that older white guy. I mean, not racist or anything, but it's Texas. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's it's the reason Charlie Strong didn't work out. I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying uh, a dude I really like, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Florida sitting at five and four, A and M sitting at three and six. Don't know how much longer Jimbo is going to last there. Um, it, it feels like a ticking time bomb, though. It, it's, it's gone it from being quarterback play to I think he's losing the locker room. Absolutely, I think so. Especially with the situation with the the marijuana making the appearance in the locker room and having to spin players for that. In the middle of the season is just what in the world is that? Did you say marijuana? I did. I did. <laughs> I mean, who does that? I've never heard of that in my time on this uh, earth. Who who does that? Aggies. Yeah, like it's, it's Aggies. for agriculture. Yeah, agricultural purposes only. Education. Ag- this is official official agricultural purposes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, moving on. Keeping in the SEC. Um, Chris Rodriguez is that dude, 29 carries, 112 yards, no scores. Will Levis, 13 for 19, 170, three scores in their 21-17 win over Mizzou, which there were, I don't know if you saw this game, <clears throat> several times where Kentucky was like, eh, we don't want it. Yeah. Mm, which has been Missouri's thing kind of all year. Like yeah. Them handing away victories. But... I just don't know, for one, what to think about Kentucky at this point. Who are they? Uh, I, I, I had you – I had – okay, so Tennessee, Georgia at the top of the East, and obviously Georgia on Saturdays separated themselves a little bit there. But, I, I, I mean, I had Georgia and Tennessee in maybe like that elite status or that tier yeah. one, I should say. And I had Kentucky tier two. Yeah. But according to this, they're tier three. Yeah, they are. And – and I think it, even after Saturday, it might be more appropriate to say tier one, Georgia, tier two, Tennessee yes. by themselves. Yes. Tier three, everybody is else. A cluster. Yeah. Cluster. Yeah. Everybody else. How much of this game did you watch? Uh, I mean, going back and forth, pretty good amount. We have, <laughs> I have this really cool feature on my Apple TV where I can pull up four games at once. And this was yes. one of the four. So, I mean, pretty good amount. Did, did Missouri bring that pressure that they brought against Georgia, or was it kind of standard defense? What were they, they were, doing? They were, I mean, they were not. It was not a nano blitz okay, uh, so, situation for them. So, Levis gets sacked six more times. They got tackled for loss 11 times. Dude, Will Levis is going to take 60 sacks this year. Like, mm-hmm. like he's going to take 60 sacks. I mean, he got hammered against Tennessee. I don't know what level of hits he took here. He had negative 36 rushing yards when you count those sacks in. He actually actually had one rushing attempt out of his seven because he had six sacks for three yards. Like I said, negative 36 rushing. 
I mean, honestly, how does your offensive line drop off that much? We know that Alabama hired their offensive line coach, Eric Wolford. We know that you lost some guys because, you know, at Kentucky, it's going to be more of a three- and four-year, you know, it's going to be more of a run type thing. It's not going to be a reload, replay situation. But how do you drop off that hard? I mean, I with – and I'm not even going to go into the Levis NFL thing again, but with a guy that that should be because of his body type and should be as intangible as that, should be a pro prospect. I mean, gosh, dude, that's – he's going to get sacked 100 times this year if he's not careful. Cool. <laughs> Doesn't bother me, but I'm just saying – Another uh, factor for me with when I'm considering Will Levis. Yeah, abs- I mean, absolutely. I, I, he's going to be an interesting follow on Sundays. I'm I'm really yeah. curious to see how how he does you know, in the pros. Uh, this game, that Missouri Kentucky game, <clears throat> was one that I had pulled up along with the uh, Texas Tech TCU game, and TCU just keeps winning. They just keep doing it. Uh, Duggan didn't have the greatest of days sitting at a 49.7 QBR, but they keep making their case by winning, uh, for the playoffs, Uh, even though it was up, still just kind of felt boring. There's there's just something boring about the the games that go on, uh, out West, but yeah, uh, good for TCU. I just need them to find a loss somewhere. You need them to find a loss for sure. Um, their wins are becoming well. Shoot, let's. I mean, heck, I'm not even going to say becoming. Really, since Oklahoma, since they drubbed Oklahoma, their wins have been like should be losses. You've trailed for some or most of the game. You're coming back and winning. That's good. Yeah. I'm. I'm just saying this. I hope it impacts their playoff chances, even if they win the Big Twelve, which they should. Yeah. Um, because they're just not as convincing as other teams like the one in Orange that we love. <laughs> speaking of teams in orange they are traveling to austin on saturday and they are and currently... they are a touchdown dog yeah touchdown dog seems, t- so seems tall to me but we'll see that will be interesting i wonder what vegas is is thinking there should be a should be a wild crowd there yeah. uh in in austin <clears throat> let's see what else took place on saturday what am i missing here anything else that we would like oh here here's one that i wanted to talk about Pack 12 after dark. I, I saw the first half of this and I'm going to will, be willing to bet most people just this side of the Mississippi didn't see any of it just because yeah. it's so late. And by the, by the time uh, all the East coast games are over, people are like, I'm done with football. Turn it off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Justin Wilcox is a really good football coach. Really, really good football coach at a, tough place to win right now at a tough place to win with that recruiting pool being there but i'm also going to say this after seeing what i saw and getting a six-point win over the cow bears at home yeah i'm not convinced you're a top 10 team i don't think you are i think just like we talked about with the tiers in the sec it's like oregon and then i think you skip a couple tiers maybe because i don't don't trust exactly Oregon's schedule and their opponents, but I think you skip a couple tiers either way before you maybe get to Utah because they did beat USC. Yeah. Um, and then you trickle in USC. UCLA gave up 36 points to Arizona State. Yeah. They did score 50, and, and DTR is fun as heck to watch when you when we love this game the way we do. But I think there's a couple tiers missing if you just look at the order in the mm-hmm. Pac-12, and there's a big gap kind of like the SEC East right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that UCLA USC game, which Vegas currently has USC favored, that I can see that going two ways. I can either see that being, you know, 175 total points scored, yeah. or I can see UCLA drubbing them through the mud. Me too, because I think they're going to get theirs all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So that's, that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, there was another SEC game that I wanted to point out. <laughs> we had said that. Let's just, let's say this: Georgia tier one, Tennessee tier two, everybody else tier three, including right there at the bottom of tier three, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Listen, I've gone on many a rant. I intend on having more rants to come when it comes to Shane, Goofy, freaking sunglasses, Beamer. Look at my shoes. You managed seven points in the second half against Vanderbilt. Seven second-half points against Vanderbilt when you led 31 to 14 at half. I'm not – like I talked about the issues I have with Florida. That's who they play this week. I'll be fascinated when I'm not looking at Tennessee, when, I'm pro- when I've processed the Tennessee-Missouri game. Mm-hmm. I'll be fascinated to watch what happens at 4 o'clock down in Gainesville because that feels like it could go either way with the issues that Florida's had. Yeah, but dude, that would be another bad loss for for Billy Napier and Co. Because this South Carolina team is just all over the place. They're a roller coaster. They're not good. They oh god, they're not good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, dude, that what a weird game. Seven second half points against Vandy. Yeah, uh, South Carolina fans want Scott Satterfield. Not Scott. Not Scott Satterfield. Is it Scott Satterfield? Marcus. Marcus. Marcus Satterfield. I was like, why do I have this wrong? They want him <laughs> out of there. And one of yeah. their biggest complaints has been they're not getting Jaheim Bell the touches. Well, <laughs> he had 16 carries on Saturday, good for 56 yards, three and a half yards per carry, and he also had three catches for 27 yards, which is his primary job duty. Yeah, which is uh, – so he touched the ball 19 times. Uh, so what's your excuse now? Yeah, uh, and I would say your excuse is that your quarterbacks suck. Yeah. Not, I noticed I said quarterbacks because they all suck. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. And, and, look, maybe it is Marcus Satterfield. I'm not a believer in Rattler. Everybody knows that listen to us, uh, that, that continues to listen to us. But I don't like Luke Doty. I think that Luke Doty could do just as well as Spencer Rattler, if not better. Um, Demarcus Joyner – which I've been saying, like, why are they not using this dynamic dude, Joiner? Yeah. And they didn't use him enough last year until late. <sighs> dude, I just don't understand them. I don't like them. I think their schedule and their wins are garbage, and that it's that's a fact, yeah. I think. Um, well, A&M win is garbage. 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 That, you responded that... a 17-point lead that you held on to for dear life against yeah. this garbage, garbage yeah. A&M team. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will say this before we move on from South Carolina. I got to see Dakarian Joyner play in high school, and he is elite. I mean, I think I said Demarcus Joyner. My bad. Dakarian uh, Joyner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't notice. Um, the dude is he's he's a baller. I don't phenomenal. Know, I don't know. He's one of those guys. Like why he might need to be your cue. I mean, shoot, yeah. just just do like what it, Kentucky did a couple of years ago with, with Bowden. I think it was uh, Lynn, Lynn Bowden. Lynn, yep. Lynn Bowden, and you know, just let him do it. Yeah, uh, it. And he did yeah. last year. That's how they beat some of those teams. Oh, on the that's right. Your Auburn's, yep. your yep. Vanderbilts. I think those were close wins. Yep. I, I mean, you didn't that. beat Clemson, and you're. I don't think you're going to this year as bad as many issues Clemson has. But yep. that 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 should be the direction you go because you're not just going to drop Spencer Rattler back. You're not going to roll him out. You're not going to run him. 
and win meaningful SEC games. Look, you're going to win seven, eight games because your schedule lined up for you to do that. You've got Kentucky without Levis. Things just happened in your favor. Um, but it, it, it's absolutely meaningless. It doesn't matter what you're doing right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They're, they're about to figure out something. The issue might be more than Marcus Satterfield. Just saying. Yeah. Just yep. saying. Could it be your head coach? Could it be? Maybe. Could just it maybe. Be? It might be. Yep. Hey, one more highlight, and we're going to hop off here. We're, we're just uh, – we're about three and a half minutes out from, from shutting her down. Bo Nix, Oregon Collar – in an Oregon and Colorado game, 20 for 24, 274 yards, two scores, QBR 88.9. Continues to, to do good. He continues to do his thing. Um, here's a stat I heard today, courtesy of a Georgia fan, uh, and I don't think this even came against them. Bo Nix has been sacked one time this season. Ooh. That's phenomenal. Oregon game? Or the, or the Georgia game? I'm, I'm wondering. I really don't know because Georgia only had 10 sacks coming into the Tennessee game. We won't talk about that. Um, but he's got 22 touchdowns, five picks, 24-95 passing. Um, you know he's probably doing his thing rushing if I could find it. Uh, gosh, I can't find it. Forget Bo it. Bo Nix? Yeah. Uh, on the year? Yeah. Uh, I can uh, – hmm. Here we go, 457 rushing, 13 rushing touchdowns. That might be the Heisman candidate we're not talking about, even though they probably had a Georgia game to forget with those picks. Hey, that's some strong words right there, boy. I think we just found our strong performer of the week. <laughs> Bo Nix. Hey, did you see who the quarterback was for Colorado? Was it JT? Was JT Shrout, former Tennessee Mm-mm-mm. ball, going 17 for 34. 247 yards, one score, two picks, QBR at 31. Uh, I can hope. I hope he can get that figured out. I, I, I was. Colorado is bad, but yeah, I'm fine with him. him. I liked him. I liked him. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, doesn't it feel feel like we just started this thing? But we're we're way more than halfway through uh, the college football season. I'm telling you guys, like it, it, it comes faster than than Christmas, and it's over uh, faster than Christmas morning. I mean, absolutely. So you this guys better, just flies. better hang on tight. With that said, hang on tight. You better push those subscribe buttons. You better push those uh, that like button on this video. Push all the buttons. If you want to help us out, what causes us less pandemonium is you subscribing and 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 liking and sharing, which uh, I, we really, really appreciate. We are about an inch away from being over a thousand downloads, my dude. Mm, I my never man. Had you had 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 I said, hey, um, at like let's say August, September, October, November, at a four month mark for Pandemonium Reigns, do you think we'll have a thousand downloads? What would you have said? Heck to the no. <laughs> I'd be like, no way. <laughs> but now I'm saying like, what? <laughs> I was gonna make my lot strobe, and I can't figure it out because I'm dumb. <laughs> there we there go. It there it is. What? <laughs> what? Look at our technology, y'all. Oh, Josh, we're so crazy. That late kick show ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> Love you, Josh. <laughs> High quality H2O right here. Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting us tickle those ears. God bless you wherever this podcast finds you. Make sure you're sharing and liking and all the stuff. We love you guys. God bless and go balls. Pandemonium reigns.